Welcome to the Quad Pod, a podcast highlighting life at Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Inspired by the many converging paths on our campus where faculty, staff, students, alumni, and families meet, we bring you stories from all angles told by many voices. This episode is hosted by me, Mike Kelly, with some help from seniors Owen McDaniel and Abigail Bailey. Hey folks, we're doing something a little different with this episode. Maybe it's that healthy dose of spring fever we've all been feeling, or the scent of summer freedom we can smell in the air, but we're abandoning our script this time, untethering ourselves from the confines of the preordained word. Okay, I wrote that part ahead of time, but I promise you, with so many scripts floating around Roddy these days, I just didn't have the heart to make our two courageous narrators write and learn yet another. Yes, in addition to their devotion to all things quad pod, these two also dabble in a little upper school theater. Okay, one is dabbling. That would be senior Owen McDaniel, who will be appearing on stage for the very first time in this week's production of Legally Blonde. And the other, senior Abigail Bailey, well, she's preparing for the bittersweet end to a seven-year acting career at Baylor. So on this episode, we're turning the tables and the interviewers are becoming the interviewees. I will ask Abigail and Owen some questions about acting, their experience preparing for Legally Blonde, takeaways from their time in the Baylor Theater Program, and more. Along the way, we'll take a break in the conversation to hear from others involved in the musical, including director of Upper School Theater, Beth Gumnick, members of the cast and crew, and set design guru and technical director, Garrett Walsh. So hold on to your Roddy seats. This is an all-access backstage pass. Wait, I want to redo that last part again. What? I can't? I have to just go with it? No redos in theater. Okay, we're live? All right. And now, episode 23, Behind the Scenes. All right, so let's start by talking a little bit about how you guys got into theater. So what what drew you to it? Give us your origin story. I'm Abigail Bailey. I'm a senior class of 2023, and I'm also one of the interviewers and narrators for the Quad Pod. So I've been in theater for a really, really long time. I've actually been doing theater since uh, sixth grade. I've always been drawn to theater. I always thought it was really cool seeing plays, local plays, touring stuff. And then my parents actually took me to go see Wicked for my birthday when I was like 10 years old in New York City, first ever Broadway show. And I was hooked. I was like, I want to do this. I want to be painted green and singing on stage and lifted up into the air. And I always thought it was so cool. So when I got to Baylor in sixth grade, I joined theater. And I started working my way up and taking theater lessons and watching more plays and musicals. And eventually I decided that this is what I want to do with life. I want to, you know, direct theater. I want to act. I want to, you know, make live stories and make stories for everyone to see. I'm Owen McDaniel, senior class of 2023. I'm an interviewer and part-time narrator for the Quad Pod. I've done theater for two months, um, from February of this year to right now in mid-April, and there are three reasons I chose to do theater this year. First is that I've done basically everything else at Baylor that I could 
possibly do. Um, second, my girlfriend does theater. And third is that I've always I've come to a lot of Baylor shows and musicals before and I've sat in the audience and I'm like, Oh, it would be wouldn't it be cool to like be a part of that? And so the allure of, you know, being a part of something bigger than yourself. Like you get when you're sitting in the movie theater and you're watching the actors on screen and you're like, Man, I wish I was part of that and you know, doing theater makes you a part of that. So I, I felt I felt like that was really important to me. So. so for the, you know, handful of people that have been living under a rock and never seen Legally Blonde, the film, can you guys collaborate on uh, a plot synopsis for us? Um, so Legally Blonde is actually one of my favorite movies. I've seen it about 27 times, and it's about this girl named <laughs> Elle Woods. And after she gets her heart broken by her boyfriend, Warner, she decides that she's going to go to law school to win him back because he's going to Harvard. So she decides to go to Harvard and she ends up finding a different path. Elle? Warner? I totally forgot you go here. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm sorry, are you here to see me? No, silly. I go here. You you go where? Harvard. Law school. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? Super sorority girl, Elle Woods, um, going to Harvard Law to prove that she's not just any dumb blonde. So she basically just goes there to prove she belongs and win her boyfriend back. However, things... Don't go as planned, but she ends up better than she left off. Cool. And what do you guys think you'll take away from your theater experiences? Um, Abigail, you've got, you know, lots of them. Oh, and you're just getting your first taste. Is there something you think you'll walk away with that that might even be applicable in daily life or college life going down the road? I think um, coming up with creative solutions to different things is definitely one of the biggest takeaways I've had from theater because in theater there's a lot of problem solving with figuring out how to make a character come to life, figuring out how to interact with other people on stage and figuring out even how to like memorize your lines in a way that works for you. So definitely problem solving and also it gives you more empathy and I mean you literally learn how to be someone else so you definitely get to learn how to take in new perspectives. Another thing from theater that I really love and what I can take away from it is um, being able to support one another because theater is such an ensemble activity you know um, because your job in theater is to make the other person on stage look good and that's their job is to make you look good. And so theater is all about supporting each other, always being there for each other, both on and off stage. Because unless you're doing like a one person show, you are going to work with people, no matter if it's the other actors on stage or your costume people, your techies, or even the people that run the set, you are all working together to make this big thing happen. You know, it helps you be able to be someone good to work with because your first theater job you get is because of your talent but your second one is how good you are to work with. I think for me the biggest takeaway from theater is that you you kind of have to be at the top of your game because you know if you when you film a movie you get it like you have as many takes as you need to get the scene down 
and stuff. And that's why rehearsals are so important because, you know, in a, in a play, it's it's live. If, if you mess up, everybody knows it and you know it. And you can't just stop the play and rewind it. Um, so I guess that would teach accountability, making sure that you know what you're doing, you know what others are doing, and that you come, you always, you come and you're always prepared for whatever's going to happen and if you ace it then you ace it and if you don't you just pick yourself back up and then you ace it the next time around and who is behind the scenes helping to ensure that the students are in fact prepared and ready for their big moment well she herself will tell you that it takes many many people to pull off a big production like this from the costumes to the choreography the lighting sound and set design to actual live musical orchestration there are many competent hands on deck, but it could be said that the buck stops with Beth Gumnick, the director of upper school theater here at Baylor. It's an epic task, and frankly, we wanted to know what it's like to oversee such a grand undertaking. So we went and asked. Here's our very own Owen McDaniel with the report. I'm Owen McDaniel, class of 2023. I'm Beth Gumnick. I'm director of Upper School Theater, and I have been here since 1995. I guess the first thing is what we're all wondering. Why why Legally Blonde as this year's musical? Well, why not Legally Blonde? It is so fun. It's actually a really great show with a really great message. It's very positive and really puts out a message about being your best self and being true to who you are, and being strong and being smart. It's a great opportunity for a lot of people to participate in the musical. It's a lot of fun to work on, and uh, it's something different than we've done lately. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about sort of the large-scale production that goes on behind the scenes to make this thing tick? There is a lot. It is a huge undertaking. This show is probably the biggest show we've done well, it's the biggest show we've done in several years, and there is instrumental music, there is vocal music, there's acting, there's there are complicated set changes in lots of settings. There are a million costumes and a million costume changes, a large ensemble of people, and behind the scenes and on stage, it's a huge group of people who are making it happen, even two dogs. You've been in the kind of musical theater business for a long time. What in your experience has been the most difficult thing about producing a musical? The biggest challenge in producing a musical is probably getting everybody in the same room at the same time because we have so many people involved in so many activities that trying to coordinate and get a rehearsal where you've got everybody possible in the room, that's one of the hardest parts. Uh, the most important thing is for everybody to be doing their work outside of rehearsal so that it makes it easier when we get in the room all together and put the pieces together. And kind of a counter to that, what is, what's the best thing, in your opinion, about producing a musical? I get to laugh every single day in rehearsal and have fun and create something joyful with students. Again, you've been in this business for a while. Um, what do you like? What do you like most about um, being a director? I like being the boss. Who doesn't like being the boss? No, I like being able to express my artistic vision 
in a collaborative way. So there are a lot of art forms where you work on your own, but in theater, it really is about working as a team. And I love while we're working as a team, watching the relationships build among the people involved. I love watching people get excited about what we're doing and move from being scared and unsure to being confident and excited. Put us in the auditorium. Opening night, you're sitting down watching. What do you, what do you feel as you know the lights dim and the curtains rise? Terror. <laughs> Um, it's really exciting. Once, once we get to performances, we're truly excited about seeing how audiences react. One of the things that I think always surprises students, but doesn't really surprise me, but gets me very excited is how receptive the audience is and how excited they are to see what we've been working on. And once we start to hear the audience's reaction the energy in the room just changes into something that is so loving and positive that you can't help but have fun. I've heard there's going to be quite a few faculty cameos in this musical. Would you like to comment on that? Yeah, we got some surprises lined up. Some you may know about and some may surprise you. So it's really fun getting faculty involved and having them in on rehearsals so that students can watch them on stage and they can get a glimpse into what our rehearsal process is like. Yeah, there are going to be some fun uh, surprises for audiences. So the book and the movie have some questionable dialogue and certain scenes. How do we, how do we, how do, um, <clears throat> what's the plan to kind of um, remedy that for a Baylor audience? Well, I think that in rehearsal, the most important thing is that we talk about what we're creating and that we have conversations about language and we have conversations about subject matter, recognizing this is a PG-13 show, but that we have mature students who can handle a conversation about those kinds of things. Those things that are in the story help support the broader story that we're telling, which is one about acceptance and love and um, being who you are and working hard and all kinds of things that are such positive messages. The broader story is about not giving up who you are as a person in order to please anybody else or change the nature of who you are. So Elle is true to her femininity. She's true to her priorities and her care for other people and doesn't change in order to accommodate other people's expectations of her. She's a beautiful blonde girl who's into fashion and having fun with her friends, but she's also really intelligent and she's really thoughtful and she's really caring and she has an excellent work ethic and we really focus on that as the majority of what the story is about and the other stuff fills in the blanks to help us understand L. So final question here. What do you think that Baylor students as a whole take away and appreciate? Why is theater so important to Baylor? To the whole world. But the importance of theater, in my opinion, is in watching and being a part of creating stories about people. We learn about people and we develop empathy 
we literally put ourselves in somebody else's shoes in a story and feel the kinds of things that they experience and develop a better understanding of what it is to be human and what it is to connect to other people. Because theater is all about connection. It's all about the actors connecting to the audience. It's all about the actors connecting to each other, the collaboration amongst artists, and about creating a story that makes an audience feel something. And when the audience can sort of see that unfolding in front of them and get invested in these characters and what's going on in their lives, it helps them develop more empathy for other people. This next segment had a name, it might be Whose Shoes. Let's meet some of the cast and crew and learn about the characters they've been inhabiting the last few months, starting with our own two quad pod stars. Yeah, I called you stars. And then I'll join senior Hannah Winchester down in the Roddy lobby to see who else we can corral. Tell us a little bit about the character or characters that you're playing, and then if you have a favorite scene or number in the musical uh share that with us too please all right i play paulette bonafonte and she is one of Elle's friends she is a salon worker and she kind of helps Elle through different things and she's a little she's a little down on her life but Elle ends up helping her a lot as well with winning her dog back and uh being the world's greatest wing woman and my favorite my favorite song or scene is probably the bend and snap scene or the part when I do a little Irish river dance with the delivery guy. Um, I play two characters. I play Grandmaster Chad. He's this um, frat boy supreme. He's like the big guy. He likes to think he's the big guy on campus. So I do have a singing part for those who didn't believe in me. I told you I'd get a singing part. Um, but I play, he's a rapper, so I get to rap, which is, which is kind of cool. He's just there, he's kind of the devil on, he's kind of the, the devil on Elle's shoulder, and the angel at the same time. He's like, are you really gonna work to get into Harvard Law, or do you want to come party with us? You know, it's kind of a, kind of a, a choice that she has to make. And then, I also play Nikos, my personal favorite. He's the, uh, he's the gay pool boy of... Uh, Brooke Wyndham, who's on trial, so I get to wear a tight shirt and skinny pants. So, favorite song? Oh, all the boys have the same answer for this. It's the end of So Much Better when we get to do this like awesome choral like stuff at the end, and it's like oh, it's so fun. Hi everyone, I'm Hannah Winchester, class of 2023, and I am in the lobby of the Roddy Arts Building. Uh, All of the actors and technicians and dancers and musicians for this spring's production of Legally Blonde are milling about the building, and I'm just going to go around and ask them a little bit about what their experience has been in theater in general, and especially in this production this spring. Would you mind telling us your name and what role you play in the Legally Blonde musical? 
Hi, I'm Sydney Kiner, and I'm playing Vivian Kensington, who's kind of the villain, Warner's new girlfriend in Legally Blonde. So, is this your first show at Baylor? This is definitely not my first show at Baylor. I've been doing theater since sixth grade, on and off, kind of stopped because of COVID, but been back since last year. I'm really, really excited for Legally Blonde. I've been looking forward to this one since she announced it. I've never played the like villain type role, so it's 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 really exciting to get to be on stage and like glare at everybody and call people names, <laughs> like because that's just that's not who I am. So it's kind of fun to get to play that. I'm Nathaniel Smart, and I'm playing Professor Callahan. Uh, he's like the evil professor that's teaching a law class at Harvard, and then also is hired to defend uh, Brooke Wyndham in the trial. So how do you tap into your evil side? Because I know you're a nice kid. <laughs> you, just, you just gotta like, you know, just think about like Darth Vader, the Emperor. Just like picture some movie villain. Just be like, yes. I've been waiting years to be the villain. This is finally the chance, yeah. My name is Shane Jones, and I play Emmett Forrest. Do you have a favorite song in the musical? Uh, yes, I do. My favorite song in the musical is probably They're Right There. My name is Kennedy Ray, and I'm playing Whitney. Can you tell us a little bit about Whitney? She's a Harvard Law student, and her best friend is Vivian, who's another character in the play. What is your favorite song in the Legally Blonde musical? Probably Bend and Snap. Kedrick Hill. A senior. I am playing Kyle, the UPS man. He's like a suave guy. Yeah, I'm just like basically the king of Riz, you know? This is my first year, but I have, I have been in choir and things like that, so. I've, I wish I was in here a little sooner because I feel like it was a place where I belong, but you know, I'm glad I'm here now. I'm Marguerite Pippinger and I'm playing Brooke Wyndham. My character is being accused of murdering her husband. And... Is she guilty or innocent? You will have to find out. <laughs> first time? Yeah. So first time, I'd say it's a great environment, super welcoming, and it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of new things and made a lot of new friends, so I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's going to go really smoothly, and if it doesn't, it's okay, and I feel like that's kind of bound to happen with any performance, but yeah, nervous but really excited. Hi, I'm Benjamin Daniel. I am the sound designer for this musical. I think my favorite musical that I've worked on in terms of tech here is the one that we're currently doing, Legally Blonde, because it has so many technical elements that you wouldn't think would require such forethought, but like, it's been, it's, it has a lot of moving pieces and they're coming together and it's exciting to see. With so many moving parts to this thing and the pressure and all the preparation, I was expecting to see a lot of stressed out kids down at rehearsal, but instead I found giddiness and lots of laughter. Perhaps this is the liberty that comes with good preparation. I wouldn't know myself, but I wanted to get the inside take on how these actors do it. Baylor students know the joy of learning a little Shakespeare by heart, but a whole role? How do you effectively memorize the entire world of a play? That's next. Finally, you know, it takes a lot of work. I think you I see your heads nodding to put this whole thing together. You know, there are lots of moving parts. How do you prepare? How do you start from scratch where you're handed the script to, you know, opening night where you're nailing those song numbers and the dance numbers and um, you have all your lines memorized. How do you get from A to Z? First, um, what I always like to do, if I know the show 
ahead of time. I like to either watch the show if it's uh, recorded or if it's a movie, I like to watch the movie or if it's a book, I like to read the book. See, I kind of go all out for it because I'm that person. I like to get to know all of the characters, even if I'm not auditioning for the characters. I always like to get to know like how they would be portrayed on stage or on screen and maybe like do a little bit of a study for that. And I also really love just like working with the text before I even audition, just because it really kind of sets you in the mood for the show. It gets you excited, gets you, you know, hyped up to be able to work with this story. And when you're cast as a character, I like to go deeper into the character, maybe like read different things about them online or watch more movies that, if it's a movie, I like to watch more movies that the actor has been in so I can like get to know the actor better a little bit to see what they might've done to bring that character to life and then use my own experience to bring my character to life. And then um, honestly, just practicing for getting off book, repetition and faking it until you make it. You act like you know your lines because you actually know them a lot better than you probably think you do. And there, I could go into lots of depths about the crazy exercises that I do to get my voice range a little wider, but I don't think that you want to hear that, so I will stay away from that. One of them, so one of my favorite bands, oh God, one of my favorite bands is Greta Van Fleet. And if you've never heard Greta Van Fleet, the lead singer has this crazy unique voice. He goes up and down and he's constantly going from like super low notes to super high notes. And like he jumps scales all the time. It's crazy. And so I will sing along to some Greta Van Fleet songs to kind of warm up my voice to do some crazy riffs or high notes or jumps from low to high. And it kind of helps. It widens my voice range. Six words. Read the script. Memorize the script. All right, guys. It's opening night. Don't remind me. The the lights go on. The music swells. What are you? What, what's going through your head? What What are you feeling on opening night? And and Abigail, you've been there. Oh, and this will be your first time. What do you imagine you'll feel? And what have you felt in the past? Honestly, it's different with every show. Sometimes I'm really really nervous because. I mean, I get really bad stage fright too. I've been doing theater for God knows how long and I still get really scared on opening nights and all the nights that follow after that. It's scary being on stage and thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to like go sing on stage and go act and look good in front of my friends and parents and maybe the person in the audience who I have a crush on. It's really scary. Um, But you know, you just gotta do it because the show must go on. old theater saying but I had to say it the show must go on and you know it's a whole bunch of different emotions all at once you know and as this is our last show I don't know what it's going to be like it'll probably be really bittersweet I can imagine some people will be very emotional um during the last opening night because it usually happens when spring musical happens we're all a little emotional we're all ready to you know make this story happen and we're all ready to, you know, say goodbye to Baylor Theater and Baylor. So it's definitely going to be a weird emotion this year. So I think for me, I would just be sitting there like, 
don't mess it up. Um, have fun with it, but don't mess it up, please. Be really embarrassing to do that. Um, yeah, you, we put a lot of work in, and it'll just be exciting to see how it goes. Yeah, just a, just a general excitement. Ready, ready to get it. Ready to get it over with, but also not because this show's so fun. But there's one more, how do they do that, we have to deal with before we buy our tickets and find our seats. While we've been focusing most of our attention on the actors, there would be no Legally Blonde this year without a world for those actors to inhabit. So all the while, behind the scenes, with saws and hammers, lighting boards and sound cues, students have been busily building that world. Well, technically worlds of Legally Blonde from scratch. Senior Justin Todd was lucky enough to find intrepid world builder and technical director Garrett Walsh in between hammer blows for a quick sit down in Roddy to discover just how he and his devoted crew managed the complexities of set design for Baylor Productions. Here is his report. My name is Garrett Walsh. Uh, I'm the technical director here. I've been here for seven years. And what about tech directing and woodworking spoke to you? What about it uh, was interesting, I guess I should say? Uh, I've always loved working with my hands, and I've always loved um, being able to imagine something and, and see it come from the starting idea in my head to the fruition. Um, when I was in, in school, I studied scenic design. I loved the artistic elements of all of that that came with it and being able to, to have that idea and drawing it out and then actually just completely making it, even though it was so temporary, was very satisfying. And what brought you to Baylor? The job opportunity alone brought, brought me here. It was one of the opportunities that let me do two of my favorite hobbies. And, you know, everyone says, you know, if you if you do the thing you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I kind of disagree with that. I think that uh, when you start to do that for too long, you find that the thing that you do your job doing, um, you can kind of get sick of it. But there's this beautiful balance that I have here at Baylor where I get to do the woodworking in the middle of the day and also come here in the after school and, and really still get the passion of theater. So I, I feel more like I have two hobbies than I have one job. What does one do during just a routine day of set production? Everyone is typically trained for one particular job. They, they are uh, experts in that one field. And I, I spend a lot of time um, trying to delegate as best as I can, um, giving people out jobs that they can excel at. Um, and because of that, they get to focus on that one element, that one thing. And when they walk away from that, even if it's a week later after that project's finally been completed, they can look at it and say, I was responsible for that part. Um, and so I, I try to always make sure that they get that, that power from, from the show when they can look at the show and say, I'm responsible for a piece. Focusing in on the play itself a little bit more, what are some of the challenges that come with building the whole set and getting everything ready lighting-wise? Sure. I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is that um, this, this is a very small stage. Um, and a lot of musicals uh, have, the, have fly systems and they have all sorts of other things um, that you can fly things in and out and, and we don't have a system like that. Instead, we need to find solutions that um, abide by our smaller wing space that can still achieve um, the looks of all of these different locations that they, they go to. 
Um, and so for that reason, I, one of my biggest challenges is always figuring out where the things are going to go and, and how small we can make something while still making it feel like it captures the essence of what that scene should look like. And as far as lights go, um, it, it is in incredibly difficult to try to um, work through lights and, and uh, scenery at the same time as you can see now that we're um, currently working with them. Um, they are 25 feet up in the air. There's very little access to them except by a sky lift and that means that there has to be dedicated time for lighting to be able to work on things at the same time that scenery is trying to build. Um, and so it's, a, it's a, on top of everything else, it can become a battle for time and space. So out of all the musicals that you've done so far, mm -hmm. is there a moment that sticks out into your mind as your favorite? I don't know. I think everyone has something unique about them and I think I think one of the things that is so fun about theater is that um, your, your favorite problem is always the most recent one. You know, your favorite your favorite um, experience is always the one that's just happened, um, and it's it, it's always changing and it's always uh, letting you you connect with something new. Um, so yeah. So take me through opening nights. Everything is built. You have a successful show. What are the feelings? What's the process of it? This feeling of absolute stress and when everything is about to open. And then for me personally, like the doors close and uh, we've gotten to that point where we've rehearsed things and I know that everything is going to go well and a weight, a great weight is lifted off of my shoulders. These kids have been trained. They know what they're supposed to do. The, the, the actors um, are ready. They can perform an excellent and great show. And at that point, I'm just excited to see how far it's all come. Apologies to the many, many people that we failed to track down for this episode or just didn't find the time to interview. We know that this production wouldn't have been possible without your contributions. I want to thank seniors Abigail Bailey and Owen McDaniel for taking a turn in the hot seat and for all the devoted cast and crew for the energy they have spent preparing for this week's production of Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Abigail. Psst, Abigail. That's your cue. Come see Legally Blonde. We are performing from Wednesday, April 26th through Sunday, April 30th. And the shows from April 26th through the 29th are at 7.30. And the show on April 30th is at 2.30. Come see Legally Blonde or else.